This is the Christian Life Center podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message. You know, as we walk through life and there's there's so many things that uh, that are a part of what we are in our walk with Jesus. But one of the things that is we're going to point out today is a very, very important and vital topic. You know, I've lived in three different continents. I've lived in Africa for 10 years, 23 years in, in Europe and now here in America. And what I can say is this is a thread that is true to every believer. You know, it can be one of the most difficult parts of our life, yet it can be the most rewarding. And that's being obedient to our God. It's being obedient to our God. And we're going to talk about someone today that exemplifies the greatest obedience. And this person was Noah. Ah. Noah exemplified. He exemplified great obedience to God in his life. And his reflection and his example is for us to follow today. I want us to read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. It says, By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, so he did not see these things, in holy fear, he had a great fear for the Lord, built an ark to save his family. That's a profound verse. Um, It's really a um, Twitter feed snapshot of Moses' life, right? The real, the story, the true story is actually in Genesis chapter six. That's where we get to unpack um, the life of, of Noah. I want us to understand that it says, by faith, Noah, nothing pleases God more than to see someone walking by faith making their decisions not based on their feelings, not based on their reasonings, not based on their own intellect, but based on God's word and utilizing God's word in their daily decisions of life. Just one verse before Hebrews chapter 11, verse seven, in verse six, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Noah was a man of faith and he lived his life in a way that demonstrated faith, not just in what he said, but in how he lived, he pleased God. Genesis six unpacks the details of what, of what Hebrews 11 verse seven is referring to. Let's look at verse nine of Genesis chapter six about Noah. It says that these are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God, walked with God. What does that really mean to walk with God? Walking with God means everything that Noah did pleased the Lord. The verses says he was a righteous man, meaning he lived upright before God. It also says that he was blameless, meaning he had integrity with people. His actions could not be evil spoken of. He honored God and did right by others. Noah was living righteously in the midst of a very wicked culture and society. And it was so prominent in that day. They called it as it was days of Noah. That's what the Bible says. As it was in the days of Noah, the culture of that day was wicked. It was, um, it was sexual. There was sexual immorality. There were perilous, uh, 
things that were happening in that time. And Noah and his family were really the only ones that stood That's out right. walking with the Lord. That's right. And I ask us today, how are we walking today? Mm. How are we seeing our lives in our perilous situation? You know, this was times when they didn't even respect life. Mm. There was sexual immorality and wickedness, and there was also perverseness. There was a lot of perverseness. So when they walked out into their society, they were seeing these things. Mm. They were hearing these things on the television, you know, that we're hearing them on the television. Mm. They were seeing them in their land. And this was their culture. And so I feel like it just kind of separated them. Yeah. It separated them. Um, they felt alone. You know, I can see that that Noah and his family probably felt rejected by those that were outside because they were different and they believed different. And they knew that they had to walk in a sense of holiness. And, and, th yeah. and that's why Romans 12, 2 tells mm -hmm. us, do not be conformed to this world. Noah and his family yep. was not being conformed to the world, but be transformed by, by the, the renewing, renewing of your of mind. Your mind. Mm -hmm. So you may be able to prove the will of God, to know how to live for God, that which is good and acceptable, acceptable and, and perfect, perfect will of God. Genesis chapter six, verse five through eight says, the Lord observed the extent of the human wickedness on the earth. And he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Mm. So the Lord was sorry that he ever made them and he wow. put them, that he put them on earth. He, his heart was broken. And he said, I will wipe the human race that I have created from the face of the earth. And I will destroy every living thing, all people, large animals, small animals that scurry along the ground. And even the birds of the sky. He says, I'm sorry that I even made them. But I love this. But don't you love the buts yes. in the word of God? But, <laughs> but Noah found favor with the Lord. Hallelujah. Even when people were not listening, Noah was able to walk with God, even though, even though things were happening around him, mm -hmm. even the wickedness that was ha happening around him. He walked in the favor and walked in truth with the Lord. I want to ask you this. Why did Noah live this way? <laughs> because Noah had a fear, a holy fear. He had a holy fear of God. Mm. He reverenced the Lord. Hebrews yeah. chapter 11, verse 7 says, he prepared the ark in reverence to God. Amen. Wow. Amen. You know what reverence means? It mm. means, it means uh, in awe. There's mm. such an awe. He had such an awe. He had such an, a profound adoration and respect for his Lord. Wow. The Hebrew word for reverence is shasha, which means to fall down. Mm. It means to fall down. So his heart was positioned and he prostrated himself before the Lord. He allowed himself to be uh, positioned in that position with the Lord, which, which actually helped him to be able to listen to God. Amen. And that's so important that if Honorable. we understand positioning ourselves with, the, with God, we will be able to understand how it means to walk and be able to hear from the voice of the Lord. I love what it says, Noah reverenced God while working for God. Mm. <laughs> you know, he's the one who actually probably patented the tools that we use today. The worship tools. The, yeah. All the tools. <laughs> even the tools of the, because when he was building the ark, he was worshiping the Lord, right. but he was, he was working. He was, he was building with the wood and he planted the trees. Mm. He was able to, uh, to allow, uh, you know, to put all these things together. And so it was his life. He, he didn't have a manual. Mm -mm. He didn't have a manual for that. Mm -mm. He says, but while he was working, he worshiped. He didn't complain. He didn't grumble. <laughs> he was blessing the name in the, of the Lord in the middle of this. First Corinthians 10 31 says, whatsoever you do, do it 
for and do it all to the glory of the Lord. Amen. Amen. No matter what tools you have, whether you like the keyboards, whether you have, whether you have a microphone or you're in a classroom or you're in the hospital or you work in different areas and different arenas of of life, Mm. he you act in obedience as Noah did. Mm. Act in obedience as Noah did because Noah did this. He had a reverence for God in whatever he did. And I, we today have to reverence God in whatever he has assigned us to do each and every day. And you know, that shows us that when we do the little things as they are big things unto God, God will cause big things to be done as little things. It'll be nothing for the Lord to do massive things in our lives. But the key is whatever we do, we do all as unto the glory of God. Such was Noah's life. The opening verse in verse um, Hebrews 11, verse 7 tells us, By faith, Noah wa- being warned of God about things not yet seen. He built an ark by faith. Building, having not set yet seen what was ahead, Noah began to do the work. God tells Noah, I'm about to destroy the earth. I want you, Noah, to make a boat. Verse 7 says that Noah built an ark when he hadn't seen anything. What's anything? Well, he was building for a flood that he had never seen a flood. Up until this point, there was no rain coming down from the sky. How the earth was watered at this point was from below, from from underneath. And Noah lived 100 miles away, over 100 miles away from the nearest sea. And yet none of these facts hindered him from obeying God. He had audacious faith. That's right. He walked in audacious obedience to God. Noah teaches us that we must trust God's heart even when we can't trace God's hands. When we do not understand, when he asks us to do certain things and we don't understand, we trust the heart of God. Why? Because we know that his plans for us are good and not evil to bring us to an expected end. Here's what it says in Genesis 6 verses 11 through 14. Now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God and the earth was filled with violence. God looked on the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. Then God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me for the earth is filled with violence. Does that sound familiar guys? The earth was filled with violence and behold, I'm about to destroy them with the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. Let's look at the context of this ark. We're not talking about the average boat that you see roaming through the intercoastal, all right? No matter how big and beautiful they are, that was nothing in comparison to the ark that God instructed Noah to build. How it was really big. It had a massive. It was massive. It could have 125,000. If it was the size of a sheep, it could have 125,000 animals on it. Wow. It was the length of one and a half football fields. Four stories high. Come on. (laughs) It was the first boat ever built and it had no instructional manual. God just told Noah, this is what I want you to do. Without an instruction manual, Noah begins to build the ark. We're talking about when you're walking by faith (laughs) and you're trusting God for the outcome. Noah's story tells us that in order to walk with God, it will require bold acts of obedience obedience to God. God tells Noah to build an ark on dry land in the middle of the desert. Even though he had never seen rain nor seen a flood, not only that, he had to plant the trees wait until they were fully grown chop them down create planks to build a boat for a rain he'd never seen we 
We're talking about bold obedience, guys. And this was hard work, heavy later labor, blood, sweat, and probably some tears. Yet the scripture says, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Noah built the ark because God commanded it. He cut he saw, he hammered with all in acts of obedience to God. It took him 120 years to complete the ark. This is the longest act of obedience recorded in scripture. And with each daily act of obedience, he glorified God. He reverenced God. He committed his life to God. And he worshiped God in the middle of it all. Come on, can we give God praise for that? Noah built the ark because it was unto God. Yes. A few things I want us to understand, Pastor Candy, about obedience. God desires total obedience. obedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. Walking in obedience to God requires that you stay committed and complete what it is God has entrusted you to do. Don't do a little bit of it. Don't do halfway of it. You know, when the, when, when the prophet told Naaman to go dip in the Jordan River to be cleansed of his leprosy, he didn't tell Naaman to dip three times. He told Naaman to dip seven, seven times, times, which is God's number of completion, by the way. <laughs> he told Naaman to dip right. seven times. Had Naaman dipped only five times, right. he would have never been healed of his leprosy. But when God tells you to do something, it's you obedience. operate in complete oh. Obedience. obedience to God. God told him seven times and so Naaman did and received a full reward of his healing. Not only that, but delayed obedience is disobedience. Our delayed obedience will delay the blessings of God right. from being manifested in our lives. Exactly. They told them to put their feet in the Jordan River and then the waters will recede. Moses lift up the staff and then and the, the Red, Red Sea, sea will, will part. It's not going to part until you do your part. Right. It's not going to recede until you put your feet in the water. So the more you delay, the more you're actually withholding the blessings of God from being outpoured in our lives. So not delayed obedience but immediate obedience Amen. and then finally obedience to god means sometimes we look foolish candy yeah that's right sometimes we look foolish to others but god uses the foolish things of this world come yes. on somebody to confound the wise, the wise. no one looked yeah. foolish building an ark in the middle of yes. the desert jesus also looked foolish to his mockers yes. as he hung on a tree, tree half naked but the results speak for themselves because while everyone else drowned Noah was noah was the one that was floating on water <laughs> and jesus we know he rose from the dead the problem is we we want to see God reveal it before we do it. That's right. But God is not going to give you your next step until you walk in the revelation of the step he told you to begin with. Come on. And so we have to walk in total obedience, even when it looks foolish to other people. We trust God for the outcome. Amen. Amen. Noah decided to build an ark. And because he did, he saved his family. Ooh. Because he did, he saved his family. Come on. You know, salvation needs to come to our families. Yes. Salvation needs to come to our families. This is an hour where we need 
to be on our knees and knowing that God wants to build new things in our hearts and our lives with our families. Hebrews 11, 7 says, he built an ark to save his family. He built an ark because it was the primary ministry that we, as like him, had to our families. Don't abdicate your God responsibility, your God-given responsibility to someone else. God's called you. If you have a child, God's called you to be the one to be the example. Build your home in such a way that it becomes an ark of safety from the perils of the world. The ark of Noah was built to become and it became a sanctuary. Mm. It became a sanctuary for his family. Your home should be a sanctuary of faith, of hope, of worship, of healing. Mm. Just like Joshua says, as for me in my house, we will serve Serve the Lord. Lord. Let's say that together. As As for for me me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yes. God will require us to walk with him. Noah lived it out as a witness before his family. And as you're building a godly home that reflects you serving and reverencing and walking in obedience to the Lord, it is the process that, and it's a process that you will give that will leave godly footprints. It will leave godly footprints for your children and their children to be able to see. Our children tend to follow footprints of what we do to a greater degree than they listen to what we say. So hear me on this. How are you modeling your life? What is God doing with you personally? That he's desiring a transformation so that they can see, not just hear, but what they watch to a greater degree is how they follow Where do your footprints lead? Mm. Do they lead your children to serve and to live for Christ above all else? The Apostle Paul said, be followers of me, even as I am of Christ. 1 Corinthians 11, 1. This is a must that we always pattern, Mm. that we pattern our lives after Christ. How are you creating patterns in your life that exemplifies the Lord's truth? Not only did Noah's obedience save his family, Mm -hmm. Candy, but because of his obedience, Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Favor. What is favor? Favor is God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. It opens doors of opportunity. Mm -hmm. It turns oppositions into support for you. That's right. You land that promotion. You make that list. You seal that deal. But how does one obtain favor? I mean, I want to walk in favor. Don't you want to walk in favor? We want to walk in favor with God. I want to walk under the shadow of his wings. I want doors to open up on my behalf. So I would like to know, so how do I attract the favor of God on my life? Obedience. Obedience to God attracts the favor of God. Surrendering your life to Christ attracts his goodness in your life and in my life. Look what Psalm 84 11 says. No good thing shall he withhold from those who walk uprightly before him. From those who walk in obedience to him, nothing, no good thing shall he withhold from you. Noah's obedience translated into him getting divine downloads from God. He got innovation plans from God. He was able to invent, invent the first boats and pioneered the shipbuilding industry. Come on, somebody. (laughs) The favor of God will cause God. 
ideas to get downloaded That's to right. you and to me. Listen, the favor of God or God ideas and inventions and innovation is not for the world. We serve a creative God. He can give give us creative, creative ideas. ideas. That's right. But we need to be walking in obedience to, to God. God. The favor of God, no matter what you do, God wants you to help you do it if it honors him. Obedience positions you for that kind of favor. When we walk with God as Noah did, mm. it positions us to receive from God. When we walk with God as Noah did, it positions us, just like Pastor Nadine said, it positions us to receive different things from the Lord. And we're going to sure. talk about that. It gives you protection, hmm. protection from the storm. Oh, protection from the storm. Just as in the days of Noah, God built the ark. He instructed him. He instructed Noah to do it so that it would be protection, protection. for from the storm for his family. Mm. Not only was the ark God's protection, but so was it a warning. Mm. His word, God spoke. See, this is the thing was he listened. Yes. He listened to the voice of God. Mm. He obeyed the voice of God. Mm. And all that time, I don't know about you, but I would have become pretty weary mm. in mm. all of those years. Yeah. I would have become weary. I would said, when is it coming? Yes. When is it coming? Mm -hmm. When is what God said coming? But he Heard. obeyed from the Lord. He obeyed what God gave him, the instructions that God gave him every mm -hmm. single day. It. And he walked in it. And so one of gets. the reasons, Pastor Candy, mm -hmm. that he was able to hear God is because he walked with God. He had proximity yes, to God. Exactly. The closer you are to God, the more you can actually hear from That's God. That's right. Which got him and the protection. And Psalm 17, 8 says, Obedience hides us under the shadow mm. of his wings. Hallelujah. Obedience hides yes. us under the shadow of his wings. So we have protection from the storm. Next, we have provision in the storm. We have we have protection from the storm. Now we have provision in the storm. Well, I love that. Are you in a storm right yes. now? Yes. Because God's provision is right it's there right for right there. You. And Amen. it is. You do not have to fear. God mm -mm. gave Noah specific instructions, not just on building the ark, and, and but who was going to go into the ark. That's that right. was his family. That's right. <laughs> now, he invited other people. They didn't hear. They didn't, they didn't hear. Listen. And that's what we're living in today. That's what we're living in today. People are not stopping to listen to the voice of the Lord. Too and distracted. I say, and they're too distracted and we're in perilous times. And I say to you, hear, stop, listen, position yourself to hear the voice of the Lord. Provision in the storm. He gave specific instructions for him to have his family and food supply. Mm. And Philippians 4, 19 says, he will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Some of your needs? Yes, all. 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 The Hebrew word for all <laughs> is all, all, by the way. That's right. All. <laughs> next, the next was he gave preservation mm. through the storm. Ooh. Preservation through the storm. I love this. Mankind was preserved specifically by God, having two of every, every kind. kind. Two of every kind. You know, God is on point. Mm. There is nothing wavering with God. There's no, specific. his is very specific. He's on point. You have to understand God is very specific about your life too today. So preservation through the storm, giving two of every kind. And if God can preserve the entire human race from extinction, he can preserve you today. Hallelujah. He can preserve Hallelujah. you today. You. Hallelujah. Yes, Next, the presence of God. The presence of God was with Noah before the storm. Mm. In the storm Ooh. and 
after the storm. Hallelujah. I love it. He was before the storm, in the storm, and after the storm. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, God's presence is with you. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before, before you. Me. He's already gone before you. Mm. He's already gone before you before ever any of this occurred. He's already there. I love it that he's already there. Yes, he's already there. He goes before you. He will be with you. He will not, not leave, leave you, you nor forsake you. Mm. And do not fear nor be dismayed. He will never leave us. He will never forsake, forsake us. us. He is present help. Hallelujah. Mm. He is present help. And lastly, promise. Mm. God is our promise. He has given us many promises to yes, stand upon. Yes, God is a promise keeper. Hallelujah. He proclaimed a promise and he set a rainbow mm -mm. in the sky mm. to have a perpetual remembrance that he will never flood the earth again. And God has kept his promise. And you, he Lord. keeps his promises still. If this ministry is making an impact in your life, why not help us make an impact on the lives of others by partnering with us today? You can give through our CLC app or at clcftl.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe for more inspiring messages like this. Now go and be messengers of hope.